Welcome to Rock Harbor Church's channel on Sermon Audio. We hope this message is a blessing to you and helps you in your daily walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please, settle in and grab your Bibles. Here's Pastor Brandon with this message. Well, it won't be long. I can tell you with the way we're going right now, um, things are getting pretty rough. Um, I just saw the FBI raided another... um, group that were um, standing in front of a, a Planned Parenthood praying, and then they came and arrested them. Um, and I'll show you the clip of the FBI arresting the guy. I, um, I'm telling you what, man, um, this whole thing of outlawing Christianity, or at least the version that we practice, and not the, not the uh, cotton candy type of Joel Osteen, but um, the real version of it, um, we're going to come under attack the longer we go because we're opposing, just by being a Christian, we're opposing everything that they're doing. And um, what you have to understand, too, that this is a spiritual issue. It's not like you know we're fighting. It's not Republican-Democrat type of stuff, man. This is way beyond this kind of thing. The, the, the uh, transgender movement, the, the taking kids' body parts and chopping them off so they can be another gender... Man, you're at a whole new level of evil at that point in time. So as a Christian, we're supposed to see past that and see what's behind it. Well, obviously, it's Satan. Everyone knows it's Satan as far as we're concerned. But what's happening, though, is the spirit of Antichrist is um, building and prepping the way for the Antichrist. And that's what we're going to study today. Um, We're going to be neck deep into the study of the Antichrist today. And what I want to point out in all of this is the spirit of Antichrist already at work in some of the details about him. So when you, you, you see him in Scripture, what you're supposed to do is see the, the, the telltale signs that are leading up to him. And so his traits will be available to, for you to see in the world, in the culture, and even in the church. So I'm going to take you through that. Um, studying the Antichrist is not fun, but it is something necessary that you must understand in order to discern the signs of the times. So you don't want to just say, well, that's in the future. I'll never see the Antichrist. I don't have to worry about him. Well, that's true. You're never going to have to personally deal with him, but you will deal with the spirit of Antichrist. You will deal with the lawlessness that's going on um, in our culture and around the world. So let's start in Daniel. This is Daniel chapter 8, and I'm going to be blending Daniel chapter 8 and Daniel chapter 11 and integrate them into giving you a holistic picture of the Antichrist. Anyway, in verse 23 of Daniel chapter 8, it says, and in the latter time of their kingdom. Now, what it's referring to is we have just studied Antiochus IV that was predicted And then Daniel segues in verse 23, and he moves past Antiochus to a future ruler. And that's why he says, in the latter times of their kingdom, they're referring to Antioch, Antiochus, I'm sorry, and the Antichrist. So he's blending the two and saying, what you saw with Antiochus is going to be prefigured in this coming one. So as Antiochus appeared in the latter kingdom of the Grecian rule, this other one will come at the end of the era of the Roman rule, is what Daniel's trying to say. 
So in the latter time, and that's what we understand, we're in the season of Rome right now, and in the latter stages of Rome, especially in the tribulation, uh, which is the latter stages, that's when Antichrist will appear. And so that's what it's referring to in that passage. So it goes, when the transgressors have reached their fullness. Now, when, that, when you see that, it means this. As you can see, I have some ancient pottery uh, water pots. And um, the idea what God would do to communicate um, when his judgment comes due is when the water pot is filled up, is the idea. It's full. And so you'll see this in the Old Testament, and, and obviously this is in Daniel, you'll see it in the New Testament. So the concept of judgment goes like this. He will give grace to a society, and as, as they spurn it, and they, they keep ignoring it and rejecting him, the sin level just keeps building up, Okay? And it keeps building and building and building. Now, at any point in time, the society can change course. The society can repent like Nineveh did, right? And change course. And, and, but it keeps building and building. And when it gets to the top of the rim, that's when he executes judgment. So, like, for instance, you'll see with the Canaanites, he gave them 450 years in the land of Canaan to get their act right before he brought Joshua in to drive them out and exterminate some of the tribes uh, that were in the land of, of Canaan. So that's how you have to think about judgment, okay? But here's where I want you to bridge it to today. The way sin works, it doesn't work on a linear level. The way sin works is that it's exponential, okay? It's exponential, which means that it has a snowball effect, that once it gets started, it's hard to stop it, and then it just keeps picking up momentum and picking up more snow, and the snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger the more it goes down the hill. That's what you should expect. Not a linear idea, but a snowball effect about sin. And what will be the telltale sign of that? The rapidity in which we get to new levels of sin. How fast things develop. So, four years ago, we didn't have this trans movement. There was transvestites and, and sex changes and stuff, but now it's front and center. That only took a few years. If you go back just a, a few years, when we legalized gay marriage, look at the snowball effect that happened once that happened. They said, well, you know, um, we're, we want to give them their rights. They already had their rights. It was a non-issue. But then they opened Pandora's box, and today they're trying to sanction pedophilia. Okay? How did, how did you get that fast? Because it's a snowball effect of sin. If it doesn't get stopped, it snowballs. I don't know what's left in the sexual arena at this point. I don't know what's left. I don't know what else. Like bestiality, I guess, is the next thing. I, I don't know what level of sin they can go to when you start pushing for pedophilia and sex changes for children. I, I don't know where else, what, what you can do before God pulls the trigger. That's a concept of reaching the brim. You're at the top. There's nothing left you can do. You have degraded your society so bad that God has to condemn it. And that's what he's saying right here. When the transgressors have reached their fullness... And he says, when, basically, when the transgressors have reached their fullness, then I will introduce the Antichrist. 
which will be the seven-year tribulation, right? And, and really what it, he's saying as well is this. The world has rejected God, rejected his Messiah, and so in essence, because of that, I'm going to give you over to exactly what you want. You want to worship yourself? Fine. But I will put the Antichrist, and you will be forced to worship him. And so the Antichrist is actually the culmination of sin reaching its fullness to where you will have Satan's masterpiece to rule over you instead of God. And so he gives the culture what they want, and that's where we're leading it. So that's the concept of reaching their fullness, okay? Um, I saw this clip on Glenn Beck. I want to play it. And I think this is what we have to take away from studying the Antichrist. The spirit of lawlessness is working right now, okay? But here's the thing that you and I have to do. Where will you draw a line in the sand about the spirit of Antichrist that you won't compromise? What, what is it going to take? What, 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 do they what line do they have to cross in your personal life before someone stands up and says, I'm done. I'm not playing into this. Because, look, I'm preaching to the choir here. You already are drawing lines in the sand. But if I'm speaking out to the culture, if I'm speaking out to other Christians, I want to know what line they're drawing. Because right now, a lot of people in our culture and a lot of people in other Christian circles have not drawn any lines They've actually complied with this. And they, and, and they say, well, I don't agree with uh, the uh, trans movement. I don't agree with the LGBT movement. I don't agree with wokeness. Okay, but you're silent on it. You don't speak on it. You don't speak out on it. And your sin of silence is tacit approval. So you're not drawing a line. The only way you draw a boundary is you verbally state it. No further. And then you live it. Look at all, Glenn Beck had a good introduction. I want to show you this. And, and I want you to think about the line in the sand. No volume? Nope, okay, hold on. We're having major, major computer problems, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that. But it, it was a whole Saturday thing that I guess people, not getting any volume. Ty, do you know how to fix this? Maybe. We were up here all, well, they were up here all yesterday fixing our technological. The point. You, you stand do? up. You say. You plugged it in? No. And you'll do whatever you can to hold that ground. Folks, you must be impressed <laughs> with the cold, calculated precision of this whole operation okay well it's like saying the well the on switch is not on um thank you ty um anyway make sure the on switch is on okay so watch this um i, I think it tells a lot Crazed, deranged folks who want to import evil in every facet of our society. It is a danger to our democracy. It is a danger to our way of life. What is your line in the sand? What is the point in which you stand up? You say no, and you'll do whatever you can to hold that ground. 
use it when your religion is assaulted? Churches in New York's coronavirus cluster zones will remain closed this weekend by court order. A Florida pastor is under arrest after refusing to stop holding large services. How about your kids? Is it the corruption of their innocence or the destruction of their politically free education? Working as a preschool teacher, I finally decided to come out to my kids. I truly felt like like even kids can understand it. Even kids can accept me, and so it doesn't make any sense when adults can. How about the complete breakdown of society when mandatory laws become optional? For some. A man who was out on bond for murder is back behind bars tonight, arrested in another murder case. Sophia Ojeda spoke to one of the victim's mother who says the justice system is broken and that suspect should have stayed behind bars. Maybe it's the corrupt policies that are killing not just the economy, but your American dream. Not even one in four Americans approve of how Joe Biden's handling the cost of living. All of these lines are crucial. And America, if it hasn't happened already, all of them are at least in the process of being crossed. But this subversion of our society didn't just begin with COVID or or with Biden in the White House. No, this assault has been going on for decades. It is well planned, well orchestrated so far, and it is near completion. It is near completion. But it's, it's been in the works by Satan for years and decades and thousands of years. And it is coming to that, that culmination of things. So what should we expect then? What should we expect to see? If I'm going to draw a line in the sand, I need to know my enemy. I need to know what he's doing, what, it's about, what they're about, and what strategies they're doing to undermine our culture to get it to where they can receive the Antichrist. So that's what I want to focus in on, so that you know where to draw the line in the sand, okay? So it says this, a king shall arise having fierce features. This king is referring to the Antichrist. The idea that he will rise, he will rise slowly, insignificantly from the ten horns, and he comes up out of the ten horns, but he rises to power. The concept I want to bring out is what, what is this Hebrew concept of having fierce features? It means that the guy is so cruel, it's unimaginable. If you think Hitler or Mengele or anyone else, Stalin, Pol Pot were cruel, you have no idea how cruel this individual is. He is Satan's son. Satan is the cruelest, and this guy will mock, uh, sorry, mimic his own father, Satan, in this cruelty. Well, how will we see this? You will see the cruelty with people who don't comply. Do we see that now? Of course you do. Now watch this. This is about his rise. Revelation 6. Now I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals, I heard one of the four living creatures saying uh, with a voice like thunder, come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse, he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Now let's parse that out. It's telling you about his rise. It's telling you about the spirit of Antichrist as well. The first thing is, notice the white horse. The concept of riding a horse means you're a king, but the white horse represents his program is one of peace, not true peace, but a counterfeit peace, that he comes with a program of peace. 
But notice that he's carrying a bow, and he has the bow, but there's no arrows. This is part of the program, which means that he will threaten military invasion if you don't comply with his peace program. He will be very, very powerful militarily, and he will have wealth behind him, and the nations of this world will be afraid of him because they do not want him to put an arrow in the bow and shoot an arrow towards them. So this is a military power, but he's saying, I offer peace if you comply. Now, the idea of the crown being given to him means that God has allowed this. God has given him this for a reason. He has given the world the Antichrist because that's what the world deserves. And so the crown represents authority. So God is allowing this, okay? It's not Satan, it's God allowing this for the tribulation. And what does he do? He goes out conquering and to conquer. And that's where the fierce features come in, that in order to conquer, he will be very cruel to you in his methodologies, very scary. So one of the things that you're, the takeaways from this is you have to understand the program. The program is to destroy your enemy without a fight through the threat of power or militarism. Okay? His rise is through a peace agenda. So the buzzwords that you're hearing today about the peace agenda is we want democracy, diversity, equity, inclusion, sustainability, security, social justice. Those are all the terms that you're hearing that they tout to tell us that's the way we get peace and security, okay? So the spirit of Antichrist is working in these terms. But this is the, the, the agenda, okay? But notice, in order to get this agenda passed, of democ- we're not a democracy, you know that, right? They keep using the word democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. They keep using the word democracy and, they, and, and basically brainwash people Democracy is mob rule. It's 51%. We're not a democracy. But yet they keep saying that, keep saying that. Well, that's the mantra of the elites. We want democracy, democracy. Well, the concept of we're going to push these agenda items for peace and security through threat of power. So like you're seeing today, they silence you. I saw yet last night I was watching news and uh, Twitter just took off Dr. Peter McCullough off of Twitter. Now, Peter McCullough, as you know, is calling it out, explaining what's going on with the vaccines. He's explaining what's going on with the adverse reactions. Twitter just shut him down, took his whole thing off. He had millions, I think, people following him. And now his Twitter account is zero, nothing. They X'd him out. That's called power. They, they can just erase you, or they can fire you, say you can't work here. Other people are losing their jobs because they say that you, know, you don't fit into our mindset. That's happening to a lot of people. It's happening to people in our church, by the way. You realize that, that people are losing their jobs in our church because they don't fit in to this democracy, diversity, equity, inclusion. So they get fired, Right? It's called power. It's a power move. 
There's no such thing as freedom of religion, no such thing as freedom of expression, First Amendment, that's gone. But this is the agenda of the Antichrist. And you'll even see it here at the local levels. Okay. The one thing they're pushing, as you can see here, is sustainability, security, social justice. So social justice is being pushed everywhere, right? And now social justice is being pushed for the trans movement now. Okay. This socialistic movement is very interesting. It's been going on for thousands of years, the socialistic movement. And there was a book written by Dr. Igor uh, uh, Shavarovich called The Socialist Phenomenon. This individual is a mathematician, but he studied socialism through the ancient cultures. And what he found was that in analyzing the dead civilizations of Egypt, Maya, um, Henho Dara, Babylon even, he looked at Babylon, etc. He says it comes to an, he came to an ominous conclusion that every one of these civilizations died when people rejected religion and God and tried to create social justice along the socialistic principles. So this is nothing new. So if you go, you're going back to Babylon, that's the most, most ancient culture, and they're practicing social justice in Babylon? Yeah, that's what happened. Thus, socialism may be manifested, uh, be a manifestation of an inborn human instinct of self-destruction, if unrestrained, leading ultimately to physical death of all mankind. So this guy analyzed these ancient cultures. Says that's the minute they went down the tubes, is the minute they gave up their god. Okay, and, and it, for Babylon, it was their gods or whatever. But he noticed something was connecting the people from going to destroy themselves. A belief in a religious system and a higher authority. So you bring that to America, that's exactly what they're doing. So socialism is a, is, is a satanic principle, okay? And, and because it's, it's, what do you want to say? I, how, what's the term? It is anti-human, it destroys. And that's what's happening to our culture. They're destroying our culture, and they don't care if people die. They don't. They really don't. It's the death of all mankind when you practice this satanic stuff. Anyway, when you look at the destruction of our society, the key is in, in all of this. If you study how it happens in other countries and throughout history, they attack that which the culture values. They go after that. Think about the things they're attacking right now. If you're a patriot, they attack you. If you hold life dear, they attack you. If you say there's two genders, they attack you. Those are the values of America. The values of America are not socialism and Marxism and communism. It is freedom and independence. Okay? They're attacking that which we value and making it evil and demonizing it. Right? That's why you're seeing... Christians come under attack because the purpose is to, va- to, de- uh, to attack that which we value in our culture. We're the ones holding America together, okay? We are the ones. Without us, it goes to the pit. And so what do they got to do? They've got to take the Christians out. They got to take the religion of America out, which is Christianity. Then they have to change its beliefs about reality, so well, how do we see that? Well, now they're saying 
a guy can menstruate or a guy can be pregnant. And I'm supposed to believe that. And you're supposed to believe that, right? That's insane. But what is it doing? It's changed reality. Believe it or not, there's people out there that go along with this. Because why? They've been able to brainwash them and affect their view of reality. So now it's a reality for a, a good portion of the United States that men can be pregnant. And you're like, this is insane. Or that a toddler can choose what gender they want to be. That's insane. But see, that's a change of reality, right? And then penalize those who refuse to be brainwashed. If you, so what happens? The AMA and the American Pediatrics Association, along with other hospitals, are now asking the DOJ to come after us if we oppose transgender surgeries for children. They want legal action towards us if we oppose it. That's insane. But that's the penalty phase. So how do you do it? How do you wipe out a culture where the spirit of Antichrist does this? It wipes out the religion of the culture. It promotes a new social order. That's wokeism, LGBT, trans, pedo agenda. It destroys the economy. Okay? Which, that's what they're doing. It promotes a two-tiered system of justice. The FBI comes after us, but the FBI doesn't go after them, right? Education is now not about education. It's about indoctrination. And then brutality is allowed against all opposition. And how, how, how are we seeing the spirit of Antichrist? In the depopulation movement, in the abortion movement, in euthanasia movement, gain-of-function viruses... You know, one of the things, why do you think we're, we're pouring so much money into the Ukraine? Well, number one, the Ukrainian government's a globalistic system. But, you know, we're covering our tracks because we have reports of labs of gain of function in the Ukraine. We are hiding what we were doing there. Ukraine was the biggest money laundering scheme for the American government. And we're hiding ourselves and hiding our tracks in that area. So we had gain of function in China, and then we have gain of function in Ukraine. So I'm telling you something. BLM, Antifa, sterilization. You know, how, what is the big thing about the trans movement? It sterilizes people. What is the big thing about the LGBT movement? It sterilizes people because they can't have babies. And this is part of the depopulation plan, right? This is Antichrist. This is the brutality of fierce features. Okay, look at the brutality we have now. If you go back to some of these crazy cities, they have uh, like carjackings all the time, and the, and usually it's teenagers doing the carjacking. Why? Because you can't prosecute a teenager apparently, so they just let them go. So here's an example of the latest uh, thing that's happening all over the United States. They come out of a van, chase the owner away, and someone gets in the car and is going to steal it. This stuff's happening all the time. Now, if you live in Minneapolis, Detroit, Chicago, this is like an everyday occurrence. It's happening everywhere. You don't, you don't drive into the middle of Minneapolis because this is what will happen to you from the Somali gangs. This is what will happen. 
This is the brutality. And uh, here's what I want you to know. It's the two-tiered system of justice. If they're ever caught, they're not prosecuted. If you're in the state of New York, they let you go, right? But I I want you to think about the punishment, the brutality of the Antichrist. Look at this. PayPal is now going to fine you, your account, up to $2,500 if you spread misinformation. Which they deem hate speech. So if you're talking against the LGBT movement, you're talking against the trans movement, then, then if you sign up to PayPal and use PayPal, they will ding you, and you're subject to damages including liquidating damages of $2,500 per violation, which may be debited directly from your PayPal account. This is insane. But this is the cruelty of that these companies are using. And notice... You're like, where's the law in this? Well, according to the law, private companies can set up anything they want like this. This is how they're bypassing the law. How about this? On the heels of hoax uh, arrest, the FBI questions another pro-lifer. This is the cruelty you're seeing. Okay, so here I'm going to show you an FBI raid. And these are all grandmas and grandpas, okay, that were protesting or praying outside of a, a, a Planned Parenthood and they weren't doing anything. They weren't, pre- we weren't preventing from people from going in there at all. But this is, the guy on the left with a big mustache, the white mustache, you see him? In this clip I'm going to show you, they arrested him. Um, and he faces like 11 years of federal prison for just standing out there. Because the FBI says, oh, he's preventing people from going in. And so his wife is filming this. When you look at these FBI guys... Think KGB. KGB. But if you're not going to let me, then I'll just... No, I want to know why you were banging on my door with a gun. You're not going to tell me anything? No, do not. I tried. No, you didn't. You did not try. This is not acceptable. Fully armed. They're so worried about these grandmas and grandpas. You're not going to give me your name. You're not going to give me any information. That's grandma. They just arrested grandpa with the white mustache. All these people face 11 years. And the claim is that the, the, the FBI is saying that they blocked people. Do you realize what's happening? These are jackbooted thugs. 
The FBI has turned into a criminal organization out to go after people who go against the values of the wokeness. This is where we're at. And everybody has to grasp the reality of this. The FBI is no longer legitimate. They are KGB operatives at this point, coming after American citizens. Who comes to grandma and grandpa fully armed? Right? These are nothing but thugs. And all they can say is, we're just doing our job. Great. That's what the Nazis said. We were just doing our jobs. Again, the FBI people have no morals anymore. When you have no morals, you get law enforcement like this, who goes and arrests grandma and grandpa to put him away for 11 years for standing in front of a, a Planned Parenthood. This is the reality we're in. But that cruelty is antichrist. I show you this so you can see the cruelty of the antichrist. It's his spirit. Major medical orgs demand the DOJ prosecute people who share misleading information online about transgenderism. CEO of Aussie Football Club forced to resign after only one day because he's an elder at a church that believes in Christian things. And you know what they nailed him for? Because his church is uh, against abortion. His church is against the LGBT. That's what they nailed him for. So right now, we're seeing the spirit of Antichrist conquering America. Remember, he goes and conquers to conquer. That's what's happening right now. During times of universal deceit, telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. Orwell was right. He also said this, the further a society drifts from truth, the more it will hate those who speak it. They will absolutely hate what you're saying as you oppose this. Now, here's another aspect that Daniel points out. The Antichrist understands sinister schemes. Now, um, the way to understand this in the Hebrew is the concept that because of who he is, he has full access to the occult. Sinister schemes Sinister sentences, dark sentences, refers to occultic information that he has access to the occult, which means he is a pipeline to Satan, a direct pipeline to Satan, a direct pipeline to all the uh, fallen angel spiritual realm at his disposal. So what do you mean by that? Well, people are involved in the occult, a lot of times have information downloaded to them that is not human, okay? So you go back to Genesis 6, and we realize what was happening in Genesis 6 by uh, extra-biblical resources and history. When Genesis 6, was, Genesis 6 was happening, in the days of Noah, the fallen angels were trading technological information, warfare information, and all kinds of other information to humans in trade for their daughters, and they were giving secrets that only the angelic order knew. And that's why they developed massive technology during that period of time. In fact, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I remember uh, Noah's Ark, when they, they found it in Turkey, when they looked at some of the metal that we, uh, sorry, that we examined that came from that boat in Turkey, 
It was a metal that we have only discovered in, 19, in the early 1900s. That metal didn't exist until the 1930s with us, but apparently existed pre-Noah flood. Where did they get that? Well, the extra biblical sources say the fallen angels taught metallurgy to humans. That's where that metal came from on Noah's Ark. And we've just discovered it in the 1900s. So now today, especially in the Silicon Valley, what is reported is that many of these people that are doing these technological advances, advances in DNA research, advances in, in uh, uniting the world, are having that information given to them by their avatars or by their space buddies or by somebody they say comes from the future to help us. And they're giving Silicon Valley and everyone else that's basically tapped into the occult information that's eventually going to destroy all humans. This whole technological advancement I mean, they're claiming, we we didn't come up with this. We were given this information from people who claim they're from the future. That's fallen angels. It's happening again. So the concept of the Antichrist understands sinister schemes is he's tapped into the occult. And because he's tapped into the occult, he will come up with the solutions to solve the world's problems from an occult vantage point. Now, again, how do you see this on the ground? Well, right now, you see people causing manufactured crisis, right? And then the the people who caused the crisis comes and and solves it, okay? The dilemmas that we face in this world, the spiritual dilemmas, are basically Satan using his minions to, to guide the world in where he wants it to go. So if the Antichrist wants something... All that Satan has to do is back off his minions to allow something to happen. That's how the world uh, plays itself out. So the Antichrist will have that, a- that ability. So if he wants to uh, back a country off or whatever, he asks his father and the, the, the demons or whatever relent their power or the fallen angels back off, and then he, they allow it. He has full access to one-third of the angelic realm that fell. He has full access to all the demon spirits and they will do his bidding. That's how powerful this individual will be. His power shall be mighty. This is Daniel, um, uh, continue on. His power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. It's not coming from him. He shall destroy fearfully and shall prosper and thrive because this power comes from the occult this is not human power satan has power fallen angels have power demons have power way beyond human power and he has full access to this now second thessalonians remarks a little bit more on this the coming of the lawless one is according to the workings of satan with all power signs and lying wonders So this is a deadly combination. He has occultic powers, and then he uses those powers to lie. And those powers substantiate his lies and what he says. And then it continues on. He shall destroy the mighty and also the holy people. The the mighty is anyone that stands in his way. The kings, the presence of the earth, anyone, the billionaires that stand in his way, he destroys them. 
And then he also goes after the holy people, which is Israel. The backstory on this is he will do a deal with Israel at the beginning of the tribulation, but at the midpoint, he will turn on Israel and attack her and try to wipe her completely off the face of the planet. Why? To prevent the second coming. The second coming is predicated on, the, uh, on Israel accepting their Messiah. Once they do, he returns. So his plan is to wipe out every Jew on the planet so that the second coming can't happen. That's why he goes after Israel. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule. And so with his brain power and the, the, the intelligence of Satan, you understand that Satan is the most intelligent creature God ever created. According to um, Ezekiel 28, Satan in the Hebrew was maxed out on his blueprint. What does that mean? It means that he was given everything. He has the full maximum amount of, of, of intelligence, full maximum amount of beauty, full maximum amount of wisdom. Now, it's all corrupted, but he was maxed out on his blueprint. That's different than even humans. We were not called maxed out. But that's what the Hebrew is saying in Ezekiel 28, that Satan is... is the most intelligent creature in the universe. You know, obviously, separated from God, obviously, who is infinite in wisdom. So he has the ability to have that kind of intelligence with human beings. And he shall cause deceit to prosper. So everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. And he will deceive people. That's what's happening right now. And then 2 Thessalonians mentions, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. But notice this, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. This is referring to the tribulation period, but here's what I want you to see. Those who reject the truth will be deceived. So right now, with the spirit of Antichrist working, those who will refuse to accept the reality of what's going on, refuse to bow a knee to Jesus, are now set up for any kind of deception that comes their way. They will believe anything coming out of our government. They will believe anything coming out of Bill Gates. If Bill Gates wants them to eat fake meat, they will eat it. If Bill Gates wants them to eat crickets, they will eat it. Because they're now set up for deception when you reject the truth. And our culture's there. The funny thing is because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. The concept there is, is this. Even after the rapture and then when the tribulation starts, people will still have a second chance during the first half of the tribulation. And so you'll have the preaching of the 144,000, the two witnesses, even angels flying around proclaiming the gospel. But at the midpoint, when Antichrist issues the mark of the beast, that's the dividing line. That's the point of no return. And so what will happen is that passage is referring to the first half of the three and a half uh, uh, years of the tribulation and saying those who reject that second chance after the rapture, if they do it during the tribulation, there's no coming back. You will be sent a powerful delusion by God and you will be given over to your own deception and you're not coming back. 
that point of return is at the midpoint of the tribulation, and that's what that passage is referring to. Furthermore, how do, how do they do it? The Antichrist is like his father, Satan. In order to turn the world upside down, you have to change reality. Well, Satan copycats what God did. Now, I want you to think about this. When God created, right, in Genesis, when God creates, how did he create? He spoke it into existence, didn't he? Spoke it. He spoke it into existence, and basically what God spoke, he created reality. As you saw in Genesis, that's reality, okay? What Satan has done is he realizes he doesn't have the power of God to create out of nothing through his word. So Satan's game is then to warp reality. And he warps reality by language. And he does it so that when God says, this this is good, or this is evil, Satan will then say the opposite in order to change the reality. So if we say pedophilia is evil, what does Satan say? He says it's good, and you should accept it. It's freedom, right? That's what he does. So he changes the language. We, political correctness started years ago. Even when I went to college, they would sit us in circles and talk about political correctness. I remember at 19, I'm like, what are these people doing? But now I look back, they were prepping us to use the right language, which is in diametrically opposed to what God says. And so this has been going on for a long time. It's ancient. Just change the terminology, change the language, and then people will buy into it. That's called propaganda. That's what propaganda is about. And that's why evil people use propaganda. But this propaganda from the Antichrist will be backed up supernaturally by his power. And then part of the propaganda is to create non-issues. Create a problem, but it's a non-issue. Okay, like social justice issues. Why are they touting racism? All of a sudden, we've gotten past a lot of that. Yes, it still occurs, but all of a sudden, it put, it, they put it on the front burner. Why? Why did they make it an issue? Because it's used, being used to divide. So it, they bring up a non-issue and make it a problem. Or right, let's go back to gay marriage. When California and the rest of the United States and the Supreme Court said we need to have gay, uh, gay marriage for rights for people, what rights were they talking about? The, the gay people already had rights. What were you talking about? What rights? And so they just kept saying, we've got to have rights. You've got to have rights. These people need equal rights. They had all the rights. What happened was the propaganda made it an issue when it wasn't an issue. They said, well, the people can't see their, 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 their loved ones in the hospital. They already had that right. But people just bought into the propaganda. That's right, we got to do this. They got they, everyone needs rights. Everyone needs rights. They were given it. Same thing that's happening right now. Create crises, which they're doing. They're creating a crisis with our economy. You realize that. You understand that the UN told the, the federal 
reserve. Stop raising interest rates. We were told by an outside organization, a globalist organization, to stop raising interest rates in America. Because our inflation is going crazy. So they started raising interest rates, and then the, the global government said, don't do that. So we are now obeying the global government. Either which way you slice it, what they have done to us is going to kill us economically. But why do you have to do it? You have to create a crisis. You have to destabilize the culture and then use explain away techniques. So if we say, hey, man, what is this whole thing about a fake dossier? What is this whole thing about that? Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop or something like that. What is that? Oh, that's conspiracy theories. That you're just a conspiracy theory, theorist. They just dismiss you, right? And they tell us not to believe our lying eyes. When Biden says, we're doing great in the economy. Who believes that? What, and, and what they're saying to you is don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe it. And people will. And then they take advantage of people's short memories. These people are so wicked. They'll say something six months ago and then say the opposite right now. And it's like they, they say, oh, I never said that. What are you talking about? That's, that's, I never said that. Hey, we have you on video. We have you on video. You said this. And now they don't. But again, it's taking people, advantage of people's short memories. And here we are. He shall destroy many in their prosperity. That means his main target for taking over control of the world will be to hit the economics. He's got to destroy every nation's economic system in order to perpetuate his economic system that will rule the world. So you shouldn't be shocked to watch what's happening in Western society in Europe or here or Canada or wherever. You understand we are facing now a global recession and possibly a global depression because of the spirit of Antichrist. Economic Collapse had this article. Hardly anyone in Washington seems to care about the future at this point. They don't. You know what we have? We have $31.1 trillion of debt. We're never going to pay that. Okay? And the rest of the world can see what we're doing. And you know what's happening? Our currency is going to be worthless. Absolutely worthless. And they want it to be. That's Antichrist. The United Nations just forecasted a global recession and severe inflation problem. They said that the advanced economies must act immediately to reduce inflation. But they also say that we, we want the central banks to reverse the course with interest rates and stop raising them. Well, either way, we're going to go into an economic plunge. But this is intentional. Notice what Scripture predicts. This is the first half of the tribulation right out of the box. And look where we go. When he opened the third seal, I heard a third living creature say, come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a, a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius, three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. 
Now, with that being said, this is forecasting to you and I where we go economically. It will take a person in the tribulation an entire day's work to get one meal. Just to get one meal. This is called a worldwide famine. That's where they're heading. That's where they're taking us to. So all this stuff that they're telling you, this is for your economic security. This is for your peace. This is for, uh, for getting control of the economies. Well, they will absolutely blow it up. Absolutely. And we're going to see some of it, possibly. Now, why? Why would they do this to all humanity? Because, remember, the Antichrist has fierce features. He's cruel. He's anti-human. And so what they're doing right now to us is an anti-human campaign. They don't care if you lose your 401k. They don't care if you're penniless. They don't care if you die in the wintertime like Europeans are going to do when they blow up the pipeline in Nord Stream 1. They don't care because we need to reduce the human surplus. The useless air breathers that are emitting carbon emissions by their very breath. We need to reduce the useless eaters that are eating up all the food. They don't care. Because they're cruel. And that's the picture of the Antichrist. So, what do we take away from this? We'll continue on, obviously, in part two in this. Because it gets even worse. As you can imagine, right? You're like, oh my gosh. Why does God want you to know this? I talked to Jan Markell in an interview... And this is amazing. Nine out of ten pastors understand we're in the last days in a recent poll. But according to LifeWay, 98% of the pulpits won't talk about it. So nine out of tens understand we're in the last days, but they won't talk about it. What's going on here, guys? I understand. Talking about the Antichrist is not a pick-me-up for Sunday morning. I get it. This is what it is. But we're going through the series of Daniel, but what does God want us to take away from this? What, what are we supposed to do with something like this? Because this is the evilest thing you could possibly study in the Bible is when you study the Antichrist. But let me tell you something. What do you think God thinks about the subject? And let me, let me explain this. The number one person in the Bible that's most talked about is who? Jesus. Number two, Antichrist. Did you know that? Does that blow you away? The number two guy that has the most scriptures devoted to him is the Antichrist. So when God's trying to give a message in a holistic way, what is your takeaway from that? I better know about this. I better understand because God somehow is putting it on the radar and devoting a lot of scriptures to this guy. So then that means it's incumbent upon us to know the subject matter, okay? If you know the subject matter about the Antichrist, even though we're not going to be here for it, what you're learning is the spirit of Antichrist and what he does because it's happening right in front of you, 
that's what you're supposed to take away from this, is that you should see the Spirit out there and how it's working, okay? So, okay, Brandon, if I see it out there and I see it working, what can I do? You must resist it. You must stand up to it. Because if you see it, you're obligated to do something about it. You are not to commit the sin of silence and just say, well, I'm going to put on the white sheet and let this happen. You are to resist all the way. You are to delay the decay. And because of that, you will pay a price and you have to be willing to accept the price. Because remember, I went over the cruelty of the Antichrist if you don't comply with him, right? So you're going to see cruelty be done to you. They will fire you. They will cut you off. You, your medical will have a major problem if you don't comply on the next vaccination. They, we have people in our church that can't get treated in certain hospitals. They need transplants. And the hospitals here locally won't treat them because they're not vaccinated. That's what I'm talking about. That's real world stuff. People in our church are getting fired. That's real world stuff. Because why? They're standing up to the spirit of lawlessness. And so what God is asking you is to wherever you're at in your world, you must stand up to it when you see that spirit. I don't care if you're butcher, baker, candlestick maker. You have to do something. And at the end of the day, if you don't, you're going to lose rewards. And that's pretty serious. Because I want to tell you this. Your rewards from the Lord at the Bema seat will be with you for all eternity. They're eternal rewards, not temporary rewards, eternal and I want you to think how serious this is. It, it's like Jesus, it, when you stand before him and, and, and understanding the idea of rewards, he already has planned for you in, the, in eternity and in the messianic kingdom all the things he wants to give you because he has pre-planned the good works that you should do, Ephesians chapter two. He has pre-planned what he wants you to do. That's the course of your life. And you have these good works that you're destined to do. Now, it's your option whether you do it or not. It's your option, your call. You have free will whether you're going to do it or not. But here's the thing. Based on all the good works he wants you to do, he has rewards set out for everything. Everything. He already has your rewards planned. He already knows what he wants to give you, what he wants to give you. But it's dependent on you of whether or not you get all of them. Because it'll be something like this at, at when we're standing before him and we have to individually account to him. Brandon, here's your rewards for what you did. And he'll go through all the things uh, he can reward me for. And then he's going to say, but do you see these other things over here, Brandon? I wanted to give those to you too. But I couldn't. Because on such and such a date, you didn't stand for me. 
on such and such date, you chose your career rather than me. On such and such date, you committed the sin of silence. Now, I'm not holding your sin against you because that's not what we're here for. But what I'm telling you is when you didn't take a stand and you didn't draw the line in the sand, you lost these. And I wanted to give them to you, Brandon, but I can't now. I don't want to have that conversation. I just don't. I don't want to have that conversation that I lost out in rewards because I wouldn't fight, because I wouldn't stand up to things, that I, I kept my mouth shut because I was so worried about people liking me. I don't want that conversation with the Lord. That, that haunts me. It's a good motivation, I think, to think about it. You're in a critical time. We're in the last days, guys. I know it's hard. It's very difficult. You're going to pay a lot of prices, but it's worth it. It's worth it compared to the rewards that you will get for standing. Don't lose sight of the rewards. And that will keep you persevering through the spirit of Antichrist. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for what we can learn, even about this dark, sinister person, the Antichrist. We ask that, Father, you give us perseverance, that you give us help and keep our eyes on the prize. Keep our eyes on the Lord and eyes on eternity. And Father, if there's anyone here that hasn't come to faith, they would do so today. Understanding that Jesus paid for their sins on a cross, that he offers forgiveness by his sacrifice. He was buried and rose on the third day and can give everlasting life if someone will simply believe in him. Speak to hearts now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for another lesson. We hope that this message is a blessing for you and helps you grow towards a more mature understanding of God's Word. For more information about our ministry, we invite you to check out our website at rockharborchurch.net. Until next time, remember, keep looking up for our redemption draws near.